You're listening to the DNB Supply Show podcast, your number one resource for living the country lifestyle. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, coming to you from my place in the country to yours. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DNB Supply Show. This is Matt Breckwald, and thanks very much for being back. Really, really happy to have you here. We've done almost a year's worth of shows now, and it has been a fantastic year. Have loved connecting with all of you and, and being able to talk all about this Western lifestyle with you. It's been my pleasure, and and thank you so much for tuning in. And today we've got a great episode for you, and it's kind of a mixed bag. We're going to be talking all about snowblowers. Shane Bevins, who is the lead technician in the small engine shop over at the Meridian location for DNB Supply, he's coming on as our special guest to talk about all the different types of snowblowers, different features horsepower applications and recommendations and we're going to jump into that and it is a mixed bag because man it's a really cool piece of equipment and if it's snowing a lot like it did last year boy can it bail you out and can it help you out a ton but on the flip side if you're using it and you're making good use of it that means it's snowing a lot and uh, some people love that but not everybody does so it's certainly a mixed bag but boy what a great tool if you need it And the features they have put into these things are just fantastic. So looking forward to talking to you about that. I hope it's a very useful informational show for you and really helps you out if need be. And uh, really do appreciate you all being here. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Shane Bevins. Shane, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on today. Well, thanks for having me. Hey, you bet. I really appreciate your time. And, you know, we're here in that time of year. It's mid-December. We haven't had any big snow this year yet, but uh, we certainly remember last winter, and I know that once that hits, people are going to be thinking about snowblowers, so you're going to explain all about them to us today, right? Well, I'm definitely here for you for that. <laughs> okay. Well, I've got a bunch of questions to get started. You know, I, the what I want to do today is make it easy for people who are listening to this to kind of refresh their memory and go, oh, that's right, I was going to get a snowblower this year. And I better do it before the demand hits and they all get sold out. And I got to figure out what type is right for me. So that's what we're going to try and shoot for today. And I guess what I'll start with is talking about the difference between electric and gas snowblowers. I didn't even know there were electric snowblowers until I started researching this. Can you kind of talk to us about that a little bit? Oh, definitely. Yeah, they, they have electric and gas. I mean, it depends on where you're at, too. If it's getting cold and colder and colder, you, your gas isn't going to start as well as your electric. They have electric ones that start out in like the size of a shovel up to, you know, a large double stage. But usually here around this area, you know, your your gas is, is completely fine. You know, we're not going to get that cold. Gotcha. So if you're like in Minnesota or something like that and it's 30 below, then maybe electric might work for you. But here we're going to get them started on almost any of the weather we have. Definitely, because most of them, you know, if they have a starter on them and they're a two-stage, mm-hmm. they will have where you can just plug it in. You have a 110-volt starter, so it makes it extremely easy. Now, can you get the same performance out of an electric snowblower as you can out of a gas engine? You are going to have a lot more torque on your electric, but there's no, I mean, some people want electric, some people want your gas, you know, and it all depends on the noise ordinance as well. All right. Now, when we're talking about gas engines for snowblowers, are they all four-stroke engines? Are there some that are two-stroke? How does that part work? There are some older ones out there that are two-stroke. I haven't seen many this year, and I'm not sure if they're putting them out, but most of them are the four-stroke. And so is there any difference in performance between those two motors when we do get into cold temperatures? Um, You're going to have a little bit more torque on the uh, four-strokes instead of the two-strokes, but I mean, you wouldn't see much. I mean, you wouldn't notice it. Now, there are single-stage, two-stage, and three-stage snowblowers. What in the world does that mean? 
So a one stage is just a paddle that pushes it up and out. And then you have a two stage that pushes it up and then it sucks it in and blows it up and out. And then three stage, you have three stages where it pushes, pulls, and then blows it out. Okay. So let's break that down a little bit. So that single stage has a paddle. And when you say it pushes it up, what what is that doing? Is it is it almost like... So the, that paddle's pushing forward and as it's coming down, it's scooping it up and it's throwing it out uh, a tube, basically. And the, so when you move into the two stage, then how does that one operate? So the two stage, as it's scooping it back, it's, it's putting it into another blade that's sucking it up and out. Okay. And so that secondary blade, that's actually what's propelling the snow through the chute? Correct. And you'll go up to like, I think they say 25 to 40 feet, it can blow compared to a little one that you're doing 10 to 15 feet. Oh, interesting. So the range with which you can expel the snow goes up when you move from a single stage to a two stage. Correct. Okay. So then how does that change when you go to a three stage? I haven't worked much on the three stages, but I think most of them that I've seen are for tractors and there's just more stages to pick it up, more amount of snow to pick up and push out of the way. Okay. So when we get into three stage, we're, we're getting into commercial and in that type of operation. Got it. Very good. Okay. So then when people come in and they speak to you and they're asking you which snowblower is right for me, do you end up recommending single stage more often or two stage more often? It all depends on how much area they have. If they're just doing a little two to three uh, car driveway and they're not doing any anything else, I suggest a single stage because you're not doing much work. But if you've got, you know, like a long driveway and you've got sidewalks, I do recommend getting up into the two stage because they do have a motor in them that propels them as well. So you're not having to push them. So that actually is going to be self-propelled, kind of like a self-propelled lawnmower or a, Correct. a tiller or something like that. And so that's going to save you probably a lot of exertion in those cold temperatures. Correct. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what, let's take our first commercial break. And when we come back, I got a million more questions for you on these. Sounds good. D&B knows that life in the West is defined by hard work, innovation, and constant improvement. These values made the West what it is today. And these are the values that have made Wrangler the defining Western brand since 1947. Wrangler apparel is designed to feel good in the saddle, look sharp at the rodeo, and work hard on the ranch. That's why Wrangler fits with classic Western heritage like a boot in a stirrup. For clothing that's a good value and steeped in Western values, stock up on Wrangler at your favorite D&B Supply. A well-worn pair of Danner boots has become a hallmark for hard-working and hard-playing people in the West, and everywhere else for that matter. Find your next pair of long-lasting, great-looking, made-in-the-USA Danner boots at D&B Supply. Hold a Danner boot in your hand, and you'll notice the handcrafted precision. Try it on, and you'll feel the difference. Test it against the elements, and you'll appreciate the value of a product that's built to last. From classic hiking boots to handcrafted work boots to fashion-forward looks to fit your daily life, stop on by D&B Supply to try Danner boots on for size. All right, Shane. Well, now that we're back, I want to ask you about throwing the snow or the throw distance on the snow. So why does the throw distance make a difference? Well, it depends on where you're placing it. You know, if, if you got a, a neighbor that you want to have extra snow, you could definitely get it over to him, you know. <laughs> but basically, it's, it's how, I mean, you can adjust the tips on any uh, single or dual stage snowblower to put it farther away. So you can place it wherever you want it instead of, you know, it just going where it wants to. Now, I've got a question about that. So last year when we had all the snow and and I'm out on a farm in CUNA and we have a long, I say a long lane, it's probably two, three hundred yards. 
down our uh-huh. lane out to the road. And so I was actually scraping that uh, with a blade off of my tractor, which always works fine until we run into a year like we had last year. And what I had happen is I started building up big piles of snow on both sides of my driveway and my driveway just kept getting narrower and narrower and narrower because I didn't have a snow blower. I didn't have any way to throw that snow away. So I was just piling it up on the sides of the driveway and, and it, it was becoming a problem until we finally hit a little bit of a melt. So as we were going along, I was thinking that maybe I need to rent or borrow a snow blower or go buy one to run it down those sides where I'd piled up all that snow and to get it out of there. But once I'd piled up that much snow and it sat there for a while, could I run a snowblower through that? Would I? Would that be something you would recommend? You can. I mean, you got to be really careful if there's any debris because debris is usually what gets stuck in those snowblowers and can cause those pins to snap or you can lock it up and it will burn a belt. So that's where you have to be careful. And you can, you can go through there and you can knock some of that down. It's just going to take a lot longer because it's going to be digging instead of pulling it up and throwing it. And and of course, if I've bladed it over there and piled it up, it's kind of condensing and, and getting more dense, I guess. And so does that... Correct. That's- and it's also, it's freezing. Mm-hmm. And once it freezes, it gets harder as well. Okay. But even after it's it's piled and it's froze, if you need to, you can use the snowblower on a pile like that. Correct. You can. It just takes a lot longer and you just got to be a little bit more gentle. And then, of course, you've got to be concerned about the, the debris issue. But uh, in people's right. own driveways, they probably have a pretty good idea of what was there and, and things mm-hmm. like that. So let's talk about cost really quick. For somebody out there who's listening to this and we just reminded them, hey, you better think about a snowblower. What kind of cost range are we looking at on snowblowers? I mean, your cost range on most snowblowers can range from 200 to, you know, you can get up to three, 4000 But, I mean, your basic one that we have here, like a two-stage, is around like 799 And that's with the self-propelled and all that. And then you do have, you know, Briggs & Stratton. You have Toro that we sell that are, you know, an easier price to get into one to start with. So you're around three or 400 on a smaller one. Gotcha. And I just watched a video that you did on the DNB Supply blog, which anybody out there can go to and check out. And you were talking about the Husqvarna that DNB sells. Mm-hmm. So tell me about that one. The main ones that we have here are the ST224 and the ST224P. So the ST stands for snow thrower. Mm-hmm. And then the 200 is the series. It's just the style that they make. And then the two are the 24 is the width, so 24 inches. And then the one that has the P is power assist or power steering. So the one with power steering has little switches on either side that neutralize one side and lets the other one keep driving for you. So uh, that sounds like a great feature on a snowblower. What is that designed to do? Is that designed to help save you energy and, and time over the course of a big job? Or what is that specifically designed Cor- to do? Correct. If, if you've got you know a long sidewalk that you're doing and you're only doing up and back, it's all you need is, is one that you're going to pull and push by yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you've got a really long driveway that's really wide and you're doing a ton of, uh, you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, it's going to be great to have that, you know, control over it steering for you instead of you manhandling it around. So what are the brands that we have at DNB then again? You said Toro, Briggs & Stratton. We do carry the Briggs & Stratton, Toro. We had a couple of the Troy built and the Husqvarna is what we have now. 
And then the Toro and the the Briggs and Stratton are those more like entry level on the those price range? are entry level and they are single stage, yes. And they're single stage, okay. So once mm-hmm. we get into, I do believe we have a couple of the um, Toros that are the two stage. Okay. And so once we get into the more advanced, more features, more power, that type of thing, we're looking at the Husqvarna's. Correct. Yes. Toros are are bigger as well, but their price point's a little bit higher. Oh, is that right? Okay. Very good. And so what do you see when people come in and they're shopping and, and you're talking to them about all the features and kind of showing them how the snowblowers work? What do people lean towards more? Do they lean more towards uh, that lower entry level cost or towards a little higher cost with more features? You know, I usually just try to find out what they're needing, you know. Um, and, and once I find out what they need, that's where we go from, you know, how much they want to spend, you know, what's going to be easier for them. It, and it all depends on the customer. I, I'd rather satisfy the customer and what they need than a price point. Well, let's take another quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about, well, I want to talk about Snowmageddon last year here in Idaho and Oregon. And uh, then we'll talk about some features. All right. Perfect. Know what looks good with a cowboy hat, panhandle Western apparel and rock and roll denim available at D&B Supply. Over 70 years ago, Panhandle started putting snaps on their popular gambler-style shirt and soon became a runaway hit with cowboys and cowgirls everywhere. In the 21st century, they formed Rock and Roll Denim too, with fashion-forward looks and high-class jeans that fit any style. With designs both classic and fresh, get decked out for life in the West with Panhandle shirts and Rock and Roll Denim at D&B. There is nothing more iconic in the West than a cowboy hat. And no brand of cowboy hat that's better known for quality, style, and look than Stetson. Stetson's legacy dates back over 150 years. Since then, it's been turning out nothing but the best women's and men's hats in a variety of styles, from classic cowboy to straw and more. And for the real Western rider in your life, nothing makes them look the part better. Stetson Classic American Hats, available now at your favorite D&B Supply. All right, Shane. Well, I got to ask about last year with Snowmageddon. People call that, and of course, we're nothing, even last year, we're nothing compared to a place like Buffalo, New York, or somewhere that gets lake effect snows. But last year was a big snow year for our entire region, Eastern Oregon, here in Southwest Idaho. And I can remember at one point after we'd already had a bunch of snow, a forecast came out, and I can remember at least one meteorologist predicting that we were going to be out of power for like five days and we were going to have feet of snow on the on the valley floor and and all this type of different stuff what did that cause in terms of your ability to keep up with inventory with snowblowers uh last year uh we really didn't carry the snowblowers last year last year if we would have carried them we probably would have sold out but what we were selling out of was generators we just couldn't keep up with generators whatsoever well i bring that up because when a forecast like that comes in, anything that's related to getting through those difficult weather periods, it sells pretty quick, doesn't it? Oh, extremely. If anything comes over the news, it's gone off the shelf, completely yeah. gone. So right now, uh, and I was just down at the Meridian store where you're at the other day, there's a healthy inventory of snowblowers. But as soon as that first snowstorm comes in or that first forecast comes in, my guess would be that you're anticipating kind of a run on your snowblowers. Correct. Idaho hasn't seen, you know, a, a use for snowblower in, in years. And they're saying that it's supposed to be, you know, quite a few more years of this, you know, a couple, three, four or whatever that, you know, is planning. But um, we are planning that, you know, there are going to be a lot more people that want them and need them. And we've got more people moving into our areas all throughout the West, too. So that just creates more consumers out there to come and buy these types of products to help them through the winter season. Correct. 
Well, let's talk about features for a second. So you've mentioned a couple already, but I want to ask you about multiple speeds. How important is that to have? Uh, multiple speeds are great. I do believe it's the Toro that has a personal pace coming out this year that it will keep up with you. So you push harder, it's going to go faster. You slow down, it's going to slow down. But basically, you there's a lot of people that want to get something done really quick. You know, you can bump up that speed. If you're trying to take time and you're trying to dig through the snow, you do want that speed down and, and lower. And I've seen somewhere that there are snowblowers that offer single-handed operation. Why would somebody want that? Single-handed operation? I'm not sure on that one. I don't know why you'd only want one hand on a power unit. I kind of wondered the same thing when I saw that, and so I thought, well, maybe there's something I'm missing, but that's not something that you're running into uh, that you're seeing. Got it. Okay. Now, tell me about chute control. So, it's one thing to have enough power to get through the snow and to pick it up and to blow it out. Tell me how the chute controls work on a snowblower. Well, of course, you have the back and forth, the right to left, and that's when you're going up and down driveways and you want it to go on one side or the other, and then the upper hand will adjust how far up and out it throws. So if you go up, it's going to go a lot less of a distance to your left or right, then it will go straight up. But if you bring that hand down more, it's going to go out farther. And it all depends on your application of what you need. So it sounds to me, the way you're describing it, it sounds to me like it's throwing the snow out at the same speed, the same velocity, no matter what you do, but you just adjust the angle for how far out it's actually going. Correct, yes. Got it. So I liked what you said about throwing it in your neighbor's yard, but I suppose there are, <laughs> there are people that uh, wouldn't get away with that. So they've got to they do what they can do to keep it in their own property. Correct. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now, do you recommend snowblowers with lights on them? Most of them, I do believe the two stages come with them and they turn on automatically when you get them started. Most of the time, the only time you're going to do that is if you got the people like us that work till you know, five or six, get off at five or six, and you have to go home and and do the snow removal, and you need those lights so you can see. Yeah, and so, and I think that's a lot of us, right? I mean, it it gets pretty dark pretty early here, and a lot of people are going to work in the dark, and they're coming home from work in the dark, so that light, even if you're thinking you don't need it, that might come in real handy, because that might be when you're using this piece of equipment. Correct. And that's also something I ask is, you know, when are you going to be using this? Are you home all the time where you can pick up the snow when it starts coming down? Or are you doing it once, you know, once a day when you get home or twice a week when you can, you know, have your days off? Well, and you know, that just brings up another good point. A lot of people, and and I've lived here long enough in the valley here now to know that a lot of people, when it snows, they're like, ah, I'm not going to touch it because it's going to be melted by the end of the day. But occasionally Correct. occasionally we get caught off guard and then it's frozen and then, and then it's a real problem in our driveways. And so for that person who can't get to it or they're going to they're gonna take the chance it's going to melt and go away and they're not going to have to touch it, but it piles up. If they're a few mm-hmm. days late, then they can actually get in there with a the snowblower. And it's going to make life a lot easier for them. Correct. And that's, that's the thing with the single stages. They've got rubber pads on them. And if you're doing it, you know, after it freezes, those rubber pads are going to be eaten up pretty quick. So that's when you'd want something into the two stage where it has metal blades. And when we say blades, that's spinning around, but it's, it's, it's kind of an auger type fashion, isn't it? Correct. They are auger fashion. Even the, the rubber pads are in a form of a cup where it can pick those up and scoop it. 
Now, what about the accelerator on a snowblower? Are there are there different configurations of that, and which do you recommend, or which do people like the most? So, on most of those, you know, you have your your fast engine and your slow engine, and usually, if you're using it, you want the idle speed all the way up. And any of those, you can adjust your speed on the the transmission for the two stage. But most of your one stages, you're going to have it full throttle, and you're just going to be pushing it at your pace. Okay, let's take another break, and when we come back, I want to ask you about a few accessories that might make it almost luxurious to run one of these snowblowers. Perfect. Say you were to ride off into the sunset. Ideally, what kind of boots and clothes would you be wearing? For horseback riders of all styles, nothing beats the look and performance of Ariat. Available at D&B Supply. Everyone from famous rodeo cowboys to country music legends to equestrian Olympians turn to Ariat with confidence. You can count on them too. Think of Ariat as your ultimate riding companion for the life and times in the West. When you need to better outfit your ride with Ariat, stop on by your favorite D&B Supply. With bitter cold days and nights right around the bend, make sure your animals have what they need to stay warm and healthy. For horses, that means plenty of water and the right nutrition you'll find in Neutrina Safe Choice Horse Feeds from D&B. Neutrina Safe Choice Horse Feeds supplement hay to give your horses the additional calories, nutrients, and fiber they need to keep warm this winter. Neutrina Safe Choice Horse Feeds. Available at your favorite D&B supply. All right, Shane. So, I want to ask you about a few of these luxurious accessories. So... How many snowblowers come with electric start versus pull start only? Most of your two stage are all electric starts. Okay. Um, I haven't seen a single stage with an electric start on it, but most of the two stage have electric starts, and they are the 110. So this is just another feature, and it, and it bumps up the price point a little bit, just like anything we buy. The more stuff we're throwing on, it's going to bump it up a little bit. Of course. <laughs> okay. Now, what about, I've, I've read about easy turn capability. What is that, and how important is that? The easy turn capability, it all depends on, on who's using it, you know. I ask people, you know, can you move? Well, most of them, you're going to be on ice or snow, so they will move with a little bit of ease. But like I said, if you're going up and down a driveway a hundred times, you're going to want that easy turn. Yeah, just over time, that's going to make life a lot easier versus having to kind of rock it and tip it and, and get it turned around, I would assume. Correct, yes. Now, along those same lines, what if you have to uh, remove snow on steep terrain? If you've got steeper hilly terrain uh, and that's where you're going to be using this, is there any features that you should be looking for? They do have pretty well knobby tires on them, and they are self-propelled. But if you need to, you can definitely get snow chains for these guys. Oh, okay. Very interesting. So the, your traction's really going to increase at that point. Yes, it will. Okay. Now, do you sell many with heated hand grips? Um, the Husqvarna two-stage come with heated hand grips. They're not the most amazing thing in the world, but they are there, and they do help a little bit when it's that cold outside. You know, I always wonder about heated hand grips, if it's better, if it's worse. If it gets warm enough and your hands start sweating, then it almost seems like it could be a detriment. Correct. They do not get that warm, so they would not get to the point where it would make your hands sweat. Now, when a customer comes in and talks to you and they're asking you about size, horsepower, all that type of stuff, what kind of questions do you ask them and, and how does that factor into what size of snowblower and horsepower you think they need? The size of their property, you know, um, the size of their driveways, sidewalks, um, if they're going to be helping out other people, if they're just going to be doing theirs, you know, if they're using it up at McCall or if they're using it down here and, you know. 
all where they're using it. Yeah, I didn't think about helping out other people, but uh, that'd be a great thing to tell people. Oh, you get this one, do all your neighbor's places. We actually get a couple. We've had a, quite a few people come in and buy them together, you know, like four people go in on one, two people go in on one. Sure. So it makes it a lot easier, yeah. Well, that makes a ton of sense for for a group of people to come in because once your driveway's done, that thing's just sitting there. So it might as well Correct. be operating down the street. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Interesting. We had a, an older gentleman that couldn't use one, so him and his neighbor went on in, it and in on it, and his neighbor was the one going to be using it. But his neighbor was obviously going to be using it on his place and helping him out too. Correct, yes. Awesome. I, that's a great idea. I didn't think about that. Now, what kind of extra parts should people keep on hand? So it's one thing to buy it before the snow comes, buy it before the big rush comes, and, and everybody's buying snow blowers. But I think, should you buy some extra parts and have those on hand too, just in case something goes wrong while you're out trying to remove snow? Everything happens. No matter what, if something's new or old, something can break. With that, definitely we are uh, holding some belts here for the Husqvarna's and Toro's, but we also have the shear pins, which are, those are your two pieces that break the most. Okay. And I mean, of course, the shear pins, because that's what they're designed for. So for our listeners who don't understand what a shear pin is and what it does, can you explain that really quick? So a shear pin or a shear bolt is just designed to break if there's any extra force than what it's meant for. So it's actually been cut or it's a smaller in an area, so it will break there instead of the machine itself breaking. So that would be a situation where, like you were talking about earlier, where you might get a piece of debris in there and when all that force hits and it can't turn instead of breaking the machine it's just going to break that shear pin correct okay so belts and shear pins those are the most common things to break so if you're going to keep an extra part on hand so you didn't get shut down for too long probably keeping an extra one of those around might be might be wise yes and and those belts 90 percent of the time when they go out is because something will get jammed in the side of it and those shear pins won't break and some people just keep pushing through it, and they don't hear it, and it just burns that belt. All right. Well, let's take our final break, and when we come back, I guess just a few questions for the future snowblower owner and, and what they should be doing once they get it home. Sounds good. Hamilton Carhartt started sweating the details back in 1889. Carhartt started to stitch together workwear made to stand up to steel, smoke, and the Industrial Revolution. Ever since, Carhartt gear has survived in the most rugged corners of the world and thrived in the harshest conditions at work or home. In 1959, a couple of fellas named Dutch and Bud set up their first supply shop in Idaho to outfit people in the West with only the best. When you need the stuff of legends, even just to make it through the workday, stop in for some Carhartt at your favorite D&B supply. With bitter cold days and nights right around the bend, make sure your animals have what they need to stay warm and healthy. For horses, that means plenty of water and the right nutrition you'll find in Neutrina Safe Choice Horse Feeds from D&B. Neutrina Safe Choice Horse Feeds supplement hay to give your horses the additional calories, nutrients, and fiber they need to keep warm this winter. Neutrina Safe Choice Horse Feeds. Available at your favorite D&B supply. All right, Shane. So I wanted to ask you, uh, before we wrapped it up today, about any protective equipment. Do you recommend, or, or does Husqvarna or Toro, do any of the companies recommend any protective equipment for people while they're running their snowblower? Of course, every company recommends, you know, personal protection equipment. You'll always want, you know, gloves because you're going to be outside. It's going to be cold. You need something to keep those fingers warm or just out of the element. 
definitely want to keep your ears covered, you know, you, with your uh, engine-powered ones. They are going to be a little noisier. You know, if you're hitting ice, it's going to make noise as well. So, you know, any ear protection is great. And anything that goes over the ear is even better because it keeps that moisture from the snow and the cold off of them. And then it's always good to wear goggles or a pair of glasses so that ice is not getting into your eyes as well. And then as far as a maintenance schedule for somebody who wants to keep this thing running as good as possible, starting as well as possible, what do you recommend? So it is recommended if it's going to be sitting from one to three months to get rid of the fuel completely. That is the biggest thing of why they come in to my shop is because the fuel gets left in them. Anytime that you're done with a piece of equipment or you're going to use it, you can choose either one. It's always great to, you know, replace the oil because it's sitting or replace the spark plug. Snowblowers do not come with air cleaners. That's just not the way they're designed. And if all of this is just too overwhelming, then what, just uh, buy a plane ticket one way to Hawaii? (laughs) Well, I'm going to. Well, I'm coming (laughs) back. But... You know, if it, if it is overwhelming, you know, you have friends, you know, that you can see if anybody has one, you know, you can rent them. But yeah, you can definitely, I mean, it's always good to get to a warmer climate. Well, everybody, there is a great video of Shane talking about the Husqvarna uh, snowblower over at blog.mydbsupply.com. So make sure and go over to the DNB Supply blog and check that out. There's tons of information for you there. Shane, thank you very much for coming on and educating us on snowblowers. And it's always a mixed bag with these things. Uh, lucky we've got someone like you to explain them and sell them to us. But on the other hand, a lot of people just hope we don't have to use them. Exactly. Thank you so much. Thank you all for joining us today, and here is to you and your pursuit of the country lifestyle, however you define it. For the DNB Show, I'm Matt Breckwald.